Welcome to the Trillbillies this week, everybody. We're joined by a very special guest, Mina Shedd from Middle Tennessee Dennis, DSA. I almost said Dennis A. Yeah. It's a guy. That's a guy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah a I'm of part guy. of the, the Direct Sellers Association. <laughs> yeah. we, the Order of the Demolay. <laughs> yeah. The Direct Sellers, that's, yeah, th- you're cutting out the middleman with Direct Sellers. Like, yeah. That's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Before before you joined us, uh, dear listener, we were just talking about uh, how strong a name Pat Summit is, <laughs> and um, I, it's like it's like Tom Sexton. See, Mina, me and you have a two syllable first name, one syllable last name, but Tom, like that's the deadly combo right there: one syllable first name, two syllable second boom, name. Boom. Tom Sexton, Pat Summit. It's very punchy. Those very are, punchy. Those are powerful names. I didn't even think about it while we were just talking about it just now. Pat Summit and Tom Sexton are two very strong names. Uh, damn. How's your sure. women's basketball coaching, Tom? <laughs> well, I almost was a, a women's basketball coach. Shut not the a lot, fuck not, up. Not, not a lot of people know this, but I could have been the head coach. Well, not the head coach. I could have been assistant coach for the uh, Furman University Lady Paladin. <laughs> what? What is a paladin? That's a good it's a, question. It's a holy warrior. I was going to say. Look, it's, it's a plate armor. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like someone who fought in like Shogun Japan or something. <laughs> this is I, a I just deeply know European thing, Terrence. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> from yes. the, uh, from the uh, you know, Stand By Me when they're singing the song, Paladin, Paladin, where do you roam? So I've, I always thought he was some sort of... Uh, you know, mythic warrior of some tradition. I didn't know what which one. So. You, yeah, I, I got nerd checked right now. So, mm. no, yeah, seriously. I mean, I did too. You're you're exactly right. It's from the Carolingian dynasties. Uh, that's a that is a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That's a, that's a deep when cut. When you're talking mail. about Eastern European history, or when you're talking about European history, everybody always wants to talk about Rome. They want to talk about like Nazi Germany. They want to talk about Napoleon. No one ever talks about the Carolingian years. Those were like, I'm trying to think that that was like when, um, that was like, just that was like Pink Floyd when Sid Barrett had kind of almost like was completely off the rails before they got like Roger Waters or uh, David, uh, what was his name, Gilmore. You know, you don't see what I'm saying. You guys are following. <laughs> I I want to go with you on that. I'm just. I, I'm just not familiar with the entire Pink Floyd lineup. Uh, Terrence, you could point a gun at me and tell, ask me when the Carolingian era was, and I'd tell you to pull the trigger. <laughs> I have no yeah, fucking dead rights on that one. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, you came to the right place. 10th right. century. It's like 9th, 10th ninth, century, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good shit. That was the, that was the good shit. Well, I mean, yeah. you—you're the one who knew Paladin. I didn't even know Paladin, so. Yeah, I play too many video games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's—I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that's uh, you know probably revived most by Dungeons and Dragons. Uh huh. That makes. But total I've never—I've never dabbled in the in the D and D world, mm. unfortunately. I haven't either. Well, maybe fortunately. <laughs> yeah, fortunately. I, I, I got a question before we get too far away from Paladins for those smarter than me. So was Paladin like a dude? 
Yeah, it was like it was like a type of dude. <laughs> okay, yeah. so my question is this: So is like calling the Furman University Lady Paladins? Is it kind of like calling them like the Lady Rams, <laughs> or is it like you know what I mean? I see like, what you mean. It's like like I, it, Paladin is like a knight, but like imbued with holy power. Yeah. So it could be gender neutral. It yeah. could be gender it's neutral. It's not. It's a title more so than like yeah. a person. Yeah, paladiness. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not getting hung up on it. I just think it's funny when people are like, "Oh, it's like the so and so university, like Lady Rams, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like why can't they just be like what a Lady Paladin? <laughs> I'm, I'm tiptoeing being one of those guys. It's like you shouldn't have trans swimmers competing with women. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna back yeah. off this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we need full co-ed, full co-ed. Pal- uh, sports yeah, everything we'll- should be i i actually talked about this with my fiance's dad once of just everything should be weight class everything <laughs> i agree 1000 that is a good point <laughs> everything should be weight class i don't care about literally anything else i agree 1000 be- yeah. be- because i mean uh, otherwise you're just gonna get bogged down in these arbitrary distinctions um, when what we're really talking about here is physical prowess, we're talking yes, about right. skill. Uh, yeah, and well, yeah. you got to like a lot of cruiserweight motherfuckers that think that like women couldn't compete, and then he he thinks that till he runs up on like a two hundred thirty pound heavyweight. You know what I mean? That just fucking. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point, man. I think that is like the equitable way to do it. Is just per pound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, it, all of the big bitches in the room together. <laughs> yeah, of any gender. That's yes, right. yes. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, well, okay, so we, we got that out of our system. We, I, like, you know, you got to have a little bit of paladin talk before you, like, get I mean, get to the meat and potatoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Also, I'm, all, I'm all limber now. Yeah, you, you get limber. <laughs> you, get, you have some paladin talk. You wash it down with an icy cold ultra-right beer six pack of which costs 19.99 good god conservative dad's ultra right 100 percent woke fee- free american beer yeah <laughs> this is drink, uh, here's the thing if you were drinking bud light you already had a piss kink so <laughs> you're already a member of the of the community 100 percent agree well you know when somebody wants an icy cold beer you don't want to like Apple pay it and have to wait, you know, four to seven days UPS ground for it to get to yeah. you either. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also pay <laughs> three times that. It's like beer does not lend itself well to mail order. You're right. No. It's just <laughs> I need a nice boiling hot conservative beer. <laughs> <laughs> Traveled in the back of a FedEx van for three days. It's, it's called a beer run for a reason. It's not just you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna you know, down here in the south, here in in the conservative part of the country, which I think is a little bit overblown, but uh, yeah, just love rolling up a hundred degrees, hundred <laughs> percent humidity, just crack open, <laughs> crack open an IED's worth of beer. <laughs> you, you'll you'll get sh- it'll be so shaken up you'll crack it open to get shrapnel in your neck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, that what that's the thing. Like them going after Bud Light is kind of predictable. It's like, come on, I need to see some like innovation here. Like go after like Ice House or like Milwaukee's Best or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. something, yeah, a little out you're, of left you're field. Pi- you're picking like too. You're too picking too big of a target if you're starting with Bud Light. Also, Bud, I, this is something that's bothered me about this. Bud Light has had like pride campaigns in the past. <laughs> yeah. So, the fact that, like, a trans person now has, like, been in, I guess, like, an advertisement for, like, three seconds or something. Yeah. And people getting their their panties in a twist over it is just a little, you know, it just tickles me. It is It is pretty, it is pretty interesting. Um, <laughs> Those Clydesdales have always been gay. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Those are gay horses. Um. Well, so yeah, no, got Paladin talk out of the way, washed it down with a nice icy or a hot, boiling hot conservative dad's ultra right. Yeah. Um, it's like that Simpsons bit that's like root beer boiling hot, root, Texas style boiling hot root beer. Um, so let's serve it up with, uh, let's see, you know. We wanted to have you on today to talk about Tennessee. Tennessee's been in the news lately, to put it uh, to put it lightly. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, not that much different than what's going on in Kentucky, um, but it has the kind of like added. Uh, it has the value add of uh, the you know conservatives in the in the legislature kicking out two members of the legislature, which is pretty insane. Um, yeah, that was pretty fucking crazy. It's pretty, it's pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't think they'd actually do it because I think it was like really a big political misstep. But you know, I'm not much of a strategist, and I kind of have a, uh, I turned my nose up at uh, bourgeois liberal legislative politics. But <laughs> even that, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? It's it's a, a, over, actually over something so just like frankly minor is somebody who has like been in a space like that and basically done that before yeah it, it, it's fine it's not a big deal the decorum oh my god yeah it, it begs the question do you do you mean do you see a united front are we are we about to have to you know do the gimli legolas meme from lord of the rings like Never thought I'd find myself fighting side by side with Lib. Never thought I'd find myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that coming? Yeah. Well, you know, given the fact that uh, history tends to rhyme and that the SDP had some fun collaboration in the past, <laughs> uh, I think I think that there. I have definitely seen some some leftists uh, shed some of their bona fides to to be part of this. Like, look, I. I deeply respect all of my friends and uh, thank them for providing like safety and stuff like that when they go down and and help out with things. But I do not want to maybe overblow it. (laughs) It's funny. There was like a, a Democratic political strategist that's like, you know, the Republicans just did more for the did more for the Democrats in Tennessee than has ever happened. I'm like, you realize that like that's bad <laughs> like that sucks <laughs> that really yeah. yeah we we used to be like a solidly blue state like we had like democratic governors and then right. they just decided to i mean they were always going to capitulate to like i mean that's just liberals 
Um, but then over like decades and decades of just deindustrialization and and uh, like immiseration, people are like, well, uh, yeah, thanks for humiliating us. <laughs> no, yeah, now we can win. Yeah, now we where, can win. Where have you gone, Estes Kafafer, <laughs> Albert Gore Senior, <laughs> Phil Bredesen? Where are you? <laughs> Phil Bre- I got the Phil Bredesen signal going. um well so yeah let's let's kind of like go through the uh let's kind of go through the gauntlet here um what's going on in tennessee isn't just you know relegated to tennessee obviously uh it kind of it kind of gets the most it seems like like i was saying a second ago tennessee is kind of like on the you know uh, on the tl right now so it's florida Mm -hmm. kentucky is also there we have uh, a woman running for governor who just put out an attack ad um, featuring people parachuting in like Red Dawn style to elementary schools to like, I mean, it's just like boilerplate culture worship, but like to teach kids, one of them has blue hair about pronouns and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like straight out of the textbook. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they're not even really trying. Um, And, uh, Who's but that, you know, who's that fucking uh, eye patch motherfucker that did like the Iron Man thing? Is it Dan Crenshaw? Co- oh, the Texas. Yeah, guy? yeah. When he was like, you know, parachuting or whatever to like uh, to eliminate uh, like Antifa sitting in a car, <laughs> like that type of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's basically what it is. Um, okay. Yeah, and like. Yeah, she said Kentucky's a border state, and she's going to protect us from Mexican fentanyl. <laughs> With Tennessee, is what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it is kind of interesting. Like, I do feel like a lot of this legislation, whether it's, like, banning drag shows, uh, banning gender-affirming care, banning abortions, all of which Tennessee has done in the last several months— and which Kentucky is basically either on track to do, has done, or whatever. It's like kind of, I guess there's a lot of different interpretations of it, and you kind of like want to dig in, and it does seem like there's this question among the libs, like why is this happening now? It's kind of like on a Chris Hayes, kind of in a Chris <laughs> Hayes way. It's like, why, why is this happening? But it is kind of an well, interesting like, question. We had we had the catalyst of a trans person like shooting up a school, and like yes. that really kick started this. Yeah. I mean, that's what led to these protests that happened, which it it you know directly led to uh, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones getting uh, expelled. Uh, so, yeah, I mean that has happened here. Uh, and can can I can I broach something real quick and i don't want to get too conspiratorial or like in the weeds or like oh, goofy baby, about this I'm so happy i'm i'm your i'm your parapolitical princess let's do it well like so the guy that was the shooter in louisville the very first thing everybody sees don was he was a pronouns guy. he had pronouns but that was that was probably just because of like you know like in a lot of business cultures it's just you know kind of mainstream yeah. to do that not necessarily because he was woke or whatever you want to say about it yeah, but like, it, it there there is something like kind of screwy about like in the midst of all this. Now, now, granted, there's probably a perfectly innocuous reason. I mean, I don't want to say innocuous reason for like killing children, but you know what I'm saying. There's probably something else afoot 
You're saying non-conspiratorial. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we're getting we're getting programmed to kill. Uh, but but it's it is kind of weird that like back to back days in neighboring states like they're saying like see it's it's wokeness of pronouns that are like murdering our kids now, and the same thing with Justin Jones and them in Tennessee where they were like oh what you all did was worse than January sixth they said you worse than I mean? January sixth yeah <laughs> that, that guy's name is Sexton by the way not a strong yeah. one though his name's Cameron Sexton like come on that's not that's. Uh, that's a bad. How, how how are you as a man in your forties named fucking Cameron? <laughs> a, that is a bitch made name. It really is, Cameron. Yeah. I'm Cameron Zach. It's always it's always weird when like you see like a guy in his fifties named like Zach, Cameron, or Jordan. You know, what I mean? yeah. it's like, come on. Yeah, the fact that we had a president named Zachary is it's really pretty, funny. in the 1800s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. They probably thought the same thing about him. Oh, yeah, little bitch ass. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Apologies to all the Zachs, Jordans, and Camerons. Out there. Or the no, Z- no or the... apologies. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. I will send you my address, Zach. <laughs> um, uh, but about, like, your... I think... So, yeah, like, I... I think it's inevitable, like, when you put people into... What is coming out to be, like, across this country, like, a low-grade civil war, uh, and then you have the additional pressures of all of this crazy shit happening in society, you know, it is not surprising, and I think that this goes for anybody of any gender, why people would lash out. Like, they live in a society that, for them, doesn't serve them and doesn't make any sense, so inevitably you're going to get stuff like this. And moreover, like, when... when in the media and in politics effectively nothing is done about it uh of course it's going to seem like well this is a a to some people this will be like well this is a legitimate action to take Uh and uh, it's a horrific action and it uh it obviously you know takes the lives of several people traumatizes countless others um but i like i I don't want to say I get where these shooters are coming from. No, I Yeah, that's I don't. what I, that's what I've tried to stop short of saying, like when I talk yeah. about this. But, but, you this but this is like a psychological like a psychological thing. Like you if you live in a society that like promotes violence as yeah. a response to inequities and, you know, just the slow social murder of everyone around you, it should not be a surprise that these things like come up. And of course, right. like there are there are like situations where it's like, oh yeah, this person's like, a, you know, dad was a, a, a CIA informant or something like yeah. that. Uh, but particularly with the with the Covenant school shooting, the shooter wrote a manifesto, and I sincere as somebody who tried to FOIA the manifesto of the Nashville bomber and did not get it, I, I do not think <laughs> I know. I know another I was, thing. That nobody talks about. Yeah. So Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Downtown, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, I, I, you know, I, I have kind of wanted to be a shithead when I've gone to gone to karaoke, but it, it still is kind of in bad taste. <laughs> um, Wait, was that yeah. a karaoke? What, th- what was the karaoke connection there? I mean... When the Nashville the Nashville bomber played downtown on the loudspeakers on his RV like, before downtown, it blew up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! God. What? Yeah. Did he, that's really crazy. Did anyone? Yeah, die it's in 
it's really weird. <laughs> Did anybody die? <laughs> yeah. I do not believe so. I mean, I mean, damn, they took out the spaghetti factory, which was the thing that <laughs> I was most worried about. This is that's the last. <laughs> that's the last straw. God damn it! We need, we I went need... to bed on Christmas Eve just thinking about how we got to protect that building. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went and paid my respects. <laughs> get my get my ketchup and ground beef. <laughs> um. But yeah, like there are like obviously like weird connections and you know, speaking of the manifesto uh to return to that, like I, I don't think that that's going to be released, but I also know I will say allegedly there have been like sexual abuse scandals at that school right. from yeah. from rumors that are swirling around. And of course, like at a private institution, especially one that is religious, which inherently has its own, like an extra layer of like insularity. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. I mean, sexual abuse happens at every single fucking school in the country. Um, So if there was a motivation like that, uh, yeah, somebody taking a drastic decision, like a horrific decision, to get to my point, I doubt that that's going to be released because they're, it's just not going to help anything. If it does, I will be very surprised. I will be very, very surprised. Well, um, I actually have something I want to read later. I sent it to you, Mina. But I'll oh, let... <laughs> baby. I took a highlighter to this. <laughs> As, okay. On that note, I have something I want to read about this later. But before we get there, before we get you know, make our way back there. Um, I think that you you pointed out something that is interesting and that often gets, you know, minimized when they talk about, like, gun violence and stuff, which is that, like, someone, someone actually put a chart up the other day from the Financial Times. Why this was in the Financial Times, I'm not entirely sure. It was a chart of mass shootings, um, the, the frequency of them going back to, like, 1990, and they explode after 2005. Like, they're everywhere suddenly. And maybe some gun legislation was passed that year. I don't know. But what my mind goes to is that in those years, like, I'm going to try to, like, thread the needle here. But in those years was kind of when you had the very first sort of inklings of what we're now seeing in all these states. Like, the mass dehumanization and stripping away of rights of people. In that case, it was Muslims. Um, in the in the Atlantic this week, there's an article about it's called "The Tennessee Expulsions Are Just the Beginning" by Ronald Brownstein. It's, I mean, it's fine. It's kind of just like lib shit, but it's just kind of them talking about like how what's going on in Tennessee is happening all across these other states, like Kentucky and et cetera. Um, they don't really get into why. I do think it's an interesting question of why, mm-hmm. but I think just to sort of connect the two ideas here, if you've got a widespread like mass dehumanization of people um, with regards to their rights, the, 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 so, the slow social death that we've talked about many times that you m- mentioned just a second ago, like of course, when people resort to these uh, acts of in, you know high intensity, uh, you know sort of penetration into the, the average mind it, the form that that's going to take is going to be a violent mass a, an act of mass violence with a gun that they can easily find and um and i don't know i mean it's kind of an interesting question i guess that i think the left kind of needs to ask itself is like maybe there is no 
maybe there is no um, deep political economic explanation for it, but it is kind of interesting to ask, like, why now? Like, why now are all these rights being rolled back? But, I mean, just because it did seem like there was kind of a high watermark at one point where, like, maybe it was right after Obergefell or whatever, um, but it does seem uh, that if there was, that what is now going on is that you know all these state legislatures are slowly stripping away uh, people's ability to move freely, to be who they want to be, etc. And so, again, I think that liberals they don't really have an explanation for this other than like the arc of the moral universe bends towards justice, and we just need to fight to right it. Is there another explanation? Do you see what I'm getting at? <laughs> It's a fucking yeah, long well, I, goddamn. I, I I mean that's a huge question as to like why I mean you're talking about like 2005 and onwards and right. just the like the huge spike there and uh, I you know it, it I hate to like just rely on like the political economic situation or I should say like more of the economic situation but. You know, I think about, uh, like, certain cities across the country that had, like, that their entire town was, like, built around, you know, factories that ended up getting packed up and moved elsewhere. And then all of a sudden you have, like, the murder rate just spike up, too. Uh, I think I think Gary, Indiana, has, like, that had, like, the highest murder rate in the country. And before then it was, like, an industrialized town. And then the factories all closed up. And nobody... I, like, I know that you all have talked about... And Michael Jackson like, left. That's that true. That's true. Freddie Gibbs left. Freddie Gibbs. I mean, they, they had true. brain drain. Yeah, they had brain drain. <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, what was the point that I was? You said to you know. I know y'all have talked about, but I don't. Oh, you were um, gonna flatter like our int- the... intelligence. Oh no, I would never do that. <laughs> um, uh, but talking about like the rampant use of like opioids and how that connects to uh, like deindustrialization and like how it connects to like. Uh, workers' rights being taken away, like safety restrictions being taken away. I feel like there is a connection to that where you have people who are just incredibly isolated, who don't know anybody, who just have like a, you know, omnidirectional rage towards the world, which makes a lot of sense. There are no opportunities. There are no like benefits for them in the world. So either they, you know, you know, they get injured at work or uh, they they continue to just be humiliated by just living. And then all of a sudden, you know, the glass starts to break. And as more of these happen, uh, you know, I think, I think it is accelerating. Like people are taking sides. I think you are seeing more people who are uh, convening around like farther right and farther left ideologies. And especially when it comes to farther right ideologies, just like lone wolf attacks are encouraged. Yeah. And I think that, I think that if you kind of look at it, it does feel like there is a transformation going on in the regime of accumulation. Like maybe we're moving out of what could be called neoliberalism into something else. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, it kind of makes sense that they would go after the rights of anyone and everyone, including and especially children. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> it's like not yeah. a coincidence that you have this question of like, quote unquote, grooming at the same time you have these like children 
being put back into the workplace. Like they're going back. But it's to it's just not ideologically consistent either, because like the same people pissing and moaning about grooming are also like, you know, saying it's okay for grown men to marry twelve year olds. You know, in, in the state <laughs> legislature. I I think it is ideologically consistent. It may not look like it on the face of it, but I think there is a through line there. I th- well, I, yeah, I mean, with what you're saying with, like, child labor, child brides, ch- yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah. Well, yeah like, it kind of like, does make sense in a way. Well, people regard, I think, across the political spectrum, just see children as property. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, thinking back to, uh, you know, foundations of society, especially class society, like, you had kids to basically be workers in the field, not to like propagate your species or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's like you need extra hands there. You need to like move yourself in, you know, the political economic regime. And now it's like, well, this is my property. And that hasn't yeah. changed for like effectively anybody. My, my mom, point. when I was a kid, I used to, I literally used to be like, my mom just had me so I mow the lawn. She used to have me so she could make me mow the lawn. <laughs> that was her long, her long con. <laughs> well, like my, my dad would like talk about my sibling and I as being like financial investments, which I got to say, if you're having a child as a financial investment, you're bad at financial investments. <laughs> yeah. They find really a lot of work. You're no go- you're, yeah, no Gordon Kids Gecko. are a bigger money pit than record collecting or any, <laughs> yeah. I mean anything I mean, else you could get into. <laughs> you're hedging your bets by being like, oh yeah, I by the end of my life, these children will still love me and take care of me and like put me in a nice home or whatever. And it's like nothing that I will do will hurt my <laughs> investment and and cause my property to uh, rebel against them. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. I think. I think that there is, yes, the through line there is that, like, these kids have virtually no autonomy. The way it's going to work itself out is, you know, they're going to have to go work in a slaughterhouse at age 10. I mean, it is fucking nuts. It really is astonishing that, like, maybe maybe this has been the case. Maybe it's like train accidents. You just didn't hear about them very much until a big one happened and suddenly they're all in the news all of a sudden. But, like, it just seems like in the last few months there has been a huge uptick in, like, Oh, here's a 12-year-old working at a an automobile plant in Alabama. Like, what the fuck? You know, it's just yeah. like it's it's happening everywhere. And then in Arkansas, obviously, they signed a law to make it okay. So that picture is so fucking funny. <laughs> Those kids with like the blazers and ties on, they're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, they look like they're staring at death. Yeah, <laughs> as that... if as if they're going to be the ones in the slaughterhouse. Yeah, as if right. they they instead of just being like the little Lord Fauntleroy's of the world going to prep <laughs> school and charm school. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, you know, to tie a bow on it, I think that like what I'm getting at here, or what we're getting at, is that there if there is this kind of transformation in political economy, that requires access to different labor markets, and that requires a different access to labor markets. In the sense that they have to be more controllable, they have to be more desperate, they have, you know what I'm saying, like they have to have less autonomy, and it feels like there is a kind of shake out, like a shake up of that of the access to that market, and that's kind of what's going on right now. But there is also, I mean, it is also explainable by you know pure bigotry, prejudice, um, Christian belief, like the, these. These things, they coexist, right? It's not like it's one or the other. I do think that it is kind of, they play off of each other 
one is an ideology and another well they're both ideology but you know what i'm saying like they kind of play off of each other it's you know classic base and superstructure this is an element of the superstructure to reinforce that capitalist uh you know patriarchal racist uh white supremacist base and in order to do that you need to take you know um what on the outside obviously i think everybody else in the world probably looks at our country and it's like this is an insane country and of course living here uh or like this is an insane country but it does have that like dark logic to it of course like you know expanding labor markets like who's not working right now like let's put let's put work requirements on getting like medicare and medicaid or like disability or something like that let's get children's back in slaughterhouses and yeah. you know get everybody to work yeah you did you did see that this week there was um uh, I can't remember if it was McCarthy that came out and did it or Lindsey Graham said that they were, yeah, going to reassess like work requirements for uh, uh, for Medicaid. Yeah, One and, of them said, uh, when did it stop being bad for kids to have a job in this country? A <laughs> hundred years ago. Well, it's funny. It's like it's it's so funny because like when i was like a little more lib like 10 years ago i used to look at like school shootings you know like 10 year olds getting shot and be be like well you know once upon a time like we we banned kids from working in slaughterhouses what we can't even do that today like why can't we even do that today and it's like i think that was the point i think the whole point was to kind of like dehumanize people through a sort of mm -hmm. process of social death so that we could get them back into the slaughterhouses. I don't know if it was conspiratorial and like coordinated intentionally like like that, but it was an emergency. Like, what effect. are you saying? Like, what? Like the broad message to kids is: you, you don't want to get murdered. Maybe go get a job when you're nine. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah, get out of the no, school. Nobody's shooting the up the slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah, I, the school. That's a bad place to be. I guess I'm just yeah. I'm just saying that like. If the life of a child is devalued to that extent, there's nothing stopping you from just saying, like, well, we need your tiny hands to work the, you know, like the assembly plant lines. <laughs> it's like that's what we need you to do, and uh, you're going to be crippled and not able to speak by the time you're 16. Yeah, when, when like, Sandy Hook happened and some of these were, like, a lot of children are murdered, when it became, like, okay to murder kids, it's like, it looked, by comparison, it looks like putting them in the factory is humane, you know? Maybe that's totally, what, totally. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that was intentionally what they set out to do. Right. I'm just saying that, like, as an emergent effect of this process of, like, social death, of, like, reordering of labor markets, like, that is kind of, like, a, an out. Out. Yeah, I mean, this is it. not like some big, broad Southern strategy or right. anything like that. These are just, you know, these are choices, like choices built on top of choices that people make given their circumstances and depending on your political ideology. I know what I'm saying is rather trite, especially to your listeners, but um, like these are the these are the choices. There's no like orchestration, like the the beast runs itself and we serve at the foot of the beast. So we have to, you know, keep feeding it as best as we can. And that means, you know, throwing children back into slaughterhouses or, you know, opening back up factories and things. You know, all of the factories that they're, you know, bringing back from overseas is all of the ones that are going to, like, you know, be be run by children at some point. And then you'll just have, like, you know, all these old crusty foremen just, like... <laughs> spitting on, on like a 12 year old <laughs> being like you took my fucking job <laughs> it really will be that like that it'll be like yeah. when people were mad 
that uh like NAFTA have. Yeah, NAFTA. <laughs> like immigrants were coming over and taking their jobs. It, no, it, it'll now set father against son. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This oh. is how we destroy the patriarchal bond of marriage. And, and, and <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, you go home to your 12 year old kid, you son of a bitch, you put me out of a job. <laughs> you fucking scablet. <laughs> you little scablet. <laughs> having the fucking school bus yeah. just take you directly there yeah there is also a process though of me and aaron were talking about this a few weeks ago there is also a process of like a whittling down of uh i don't know how to put this like you probably know more about this than i do mina but in tennessee i read this in this article the legislator voted to arbitrarily cut the size of the nashville metropolitan council in half um, like, is it, is it happening that like state governments are now the kind of place where all power is concentrated? So like they cut power at both the federal and the municipal level. It's all concentrated now on the state level. Is that what's going on? Yeah, it's like the way that like there's some like uh, sovereign citizen sheriffs that are like actually the sheriff is the most powerful entity in the country (laughs) is it's now just like the state government. Yeah. So yeah, like tennis. I will say Nashville has like one of the largest city councils in the country, Mm. which is really fucking crazy. Like I'm all for more representation. Like everybody should have a seat on the city council. Who gives a fuck? Anybody could do it. Um but yeah, like them just purely just like reaching in and being like, yeah, no, we're just going to like redistrict you. And it got blocked, uh, I believe, so far. But we'll see. I mean, given the way that a lot of these like executive orders and things, the thing is, is like, like, what is the resistance outside of like the courts? Because ultimately, as we have seen, it's like legislative politics is just it, it's a fig leaf. It's just like, you know, we're all, you know, it's it's theater. It's like literal theater. They'll do whatever they want to. Um, and it's just whether or not people are organized enough to stop them. And when it comes to stuff like this, I, I whether or not there's like the political will to uh to like prevent people from cutting our city council when like the vast majority of people in this country could not name who their city council member is or what they do or have like literally any affection towards them. Um, partially because like, what the fuck can a city council do? They're basically there to get yelled at about every single decision and sign off on um, cop, but like police budgets that are like greater than the size of like fucking China's yeah. military budget. Yeah, they're they're putting together like the I don't know if I don't know if Kentucky's a part of this, but I know Tennessee is is part of Gilly, which is the Georgia International Law Enforcement Exchange. Uh and, <laughs> Shit. Uh, never heard of this. What is it? The Georgia International Law Law Enforcement Exchange. It's like you get to go be like a cop in Yes, in Israel, baby. Um You go to like go on like uh you know you get to go have like a summer abroad or whatever in israel and get trained by the you idf get, you get ha- to do birthright for cops birthright <laughs> yeah. for cops Cop birthright. Oh, <laughs> oh that's amazing yeah and there's uh, so i i believe one of the carolinas actually got them g- removed them was able to like organize and remove themselves from this program but like nashville cops have been there 
like they've been trained by and they you know it's a it's a law enforcement exchange so sometimes we bring them over here it's you know uh we have you know we put together our international students to come by and and do like the most blood curdling <laughs> lessons in the world it's this is astonishing it really is like uh this it, is why this is why Palestinian liberation to me is so important is because it does in fact affect people where they fucking live. It, Not totally. just like about like the you know, obviously like the budgets and the manufacturing and everything like that, but it's like your cops are literally being paid to go over <laughs> and learn the same techniques that they use to to murder Palestinians to then come over here and do it to us. Totally. So yeah, no, that you're right, and that's probably why at this day day. Uh, the state level they're aiming for more control of like municipal governance because they need those municipal they need those like urban police forces to be basically um to be occupation you know what i mean occupation yeah. forces yeah in community. absolutely you know you need a you need a disciplining force to 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 keep all of the horrific stuff that you do uh just you know in encircled and people not People not even being able to to fight back, um, and then maybe we'll see what what happens in in Palestine. More happening here. I mean, there are places in the United States that are that already ex- experience somewhat of what uh, like the people who like Palestinians experience. Certainly not to the degree, but like uh, especially with like this you know, handshake deal that America and Israel has, uh, I would, I am not going to be surprised if this just becomes more and more fused together. The, the Gilly, um, motto is really kind of harrowing. It's by Auguste Comte. I have no idea who the fuck that is. Um, the, the motto is from knowledge to prediction and from prediction to policy. What does that mean? It's like, I mean, that really is, uh, I guess, occupier shit. It's basically saying, like, we know who's going to commit crimes, and we've already got Yeah, we already know. You've, you're you doing pre-crimes. You're doing pre-crime, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. August Compte. Yeah, and, you know, that just illegalizes people's literal existence, and then it just goes further and further, uh, you know, to connect it back to... Uh, you know some of the trans rights stuff uh abortion and like limiting people's like just literal existence um and that's how you <laughs> you know the gilly has existed for a long time um surprisingly and i wish more people knew about it because it is it's just like sort of tucked away yeah and like we all like people always bring up of like oh yeah you have to like swear a blood oath to to (laughs) to uh to israel to in order to like do business or like be a political uh candidate in a country but then there's stuff like this that's like on the municipal like local level that is like active direct like evil that people are just enacting and you see like kind of like i guess years and years later like the like the benefit the benefits for these folks of gassing us up on the importance of what the israel christian relationship and all that stuff and it's it starts early on yeah 
And I was embarrassingly old when I realized that the Israel of the Bible was not necessarily the state as it's currently constituted. <laughs> Me too. Um, so, yeah, and that can, again, as you pointed out, Mina, that connects back to what we were talking about a minute ago, especially with, like, this dominionism and everything. Like, these things are all, like, the roots of each other. They're all grown into each other. Um, so, uh, Okay, I want to pivot now to what I wanted to read for you. Now, Mina's <clears throat> um, <laughs> got some notes. <laughs> How the fuck do you pronounce this motherfucker's name? I, I literally looked it up. I I don't know. <laughs> Ke- See, I, I thought it was Catch Seeker, but that's like a that sounds like a, an elementary school game it, that you would I make know, up. I know, but it, yeah. it sounds like sucker kind of. It looks like you know, like. S U C C O U R, like that word. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, he he definitely is a fucking sucker. If I've ever read one. <laughs> um, who who exactly wrote this? This will blow your mind, Tom. Um, it's like literally it it was cooked up. Someone plugged this into Chat GPT as the thing that could potentially, uh ruin your sanity points tom ultimate psychic damage um you know i just want to i just i just want to say before we go in on it i you know as always i know no one's gonna give a fuck but just to give a kind of uh you know prologue or something preamble i know he means well but um anyways it was written by well, let me just saw the title. I'll say the title first. Country music can lead America out of its obsession with guns. This is in the New York Times. Pure written- ideology. <laughs> yeah, oh that's it. Exactly. <laughs> Pure <laughs> ideology. Pure ideology. Do you, okay, so Terrence obviously knows. Tom, do you know who this guy is? You know, yeah, do you know Catch Secor? No, Secor? I have no idea. Okay, I lived, bes- I lived beside a guy that was a French professor in college that had the same last name, though. His, his name was John. <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna love it. Not catch. <laughs> you're gonna love it. Should we tell him, Mina? Should we just like start reading and let him I, find out? <laughs> no, I feel like we have to come clean. So, Catch Seeker, I believe he is the lead singer of Old Crow Medicine Show. Yes, Old Crow Medicine Show. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's face right now. <laughs> this is truly psychic damage. It is. It's, I knew it would be. Especially, See, uh, especially. I didn't. I didn't know what these dudes looked like, but then when I looked it up, it looked like if you took Johnny Depp and like split him into like five shards and cast him across the world, like like Dragon Balls, and then you bring them back together for like the Amber Heard trial, and then they're uh, then they're like cast out again. That is one thousand percent accurate. And I used to like this band, right? Like when I was like eighteen, did, I liked their okay, first album. Okay, did you like this band or did you like Wagon Wheel? <laughs> I liked this band before Wagon Wheel. <laughs> okay, okay. Hell, maybe there was no before. Maybe they came out the gate with Wagon Wheel. I, I, I have to tell the truth here too. My ex girlfriend used to fuck the upright bass player for this band. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Tom. <laughs> No, this was before, well before me, but I always okay. like to. If she cheated if, on you, then. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
with an yeah, upright I, bass player. I would I wouldn't be here today. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She no, this was I'm I'm even wondering, does every album of theirs have Wagon Wheel on it? No, I <laughs> it should. It should. I, I like I liked there was a two thousand six album did not have Wagon Wheel, but uh Anyways, I mean, these guys have won like Grammys and CMAs. Like, they are genuinely like a popular and lauded band. Yeah. You know, just because I don't seem to get it and others may not does not mean that they are not uh, what, wrong. What um, what, it, what it was is it opened the portal into our world through which Mumford and Sons could eventually step. That was yeah. their great crime against humanity. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, they were the prototype. They, they it's were. not them so much as what they wrought. Yes, you know? it's it's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Um, they were like the the invasionary force. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they were the they were the scouts sent ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's like this this article. It's uh, y- you know, it's it's strange. It's got some interesting things in it. Um, wow, you are so nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm like ultra sensitive now, now that I've made so many enemies at this point in my career. I'm like, uh, it's, I like have this dual opposing impulse in my mind where like on one hand, I'm like, I got to talk shit about everybody. And on the other hand, I'm like, Terrence, you need to, you, you can't die like at 80 with no some friends. With some slack, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to have three people at your funeral, you know? <laughs> yeah. well, well, we I, all know old Crow Medicine Show has shooters. We know that. They do. They do. That's yeah, why you got to be careful. They're pulling up with like flintlock pistols. <laughs> Get your ass. <laughs> little Derringers. <laughs> Just a nice little whore's pistolet in their boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they're getting ready to rob a card game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if that's you, uh, go ahead and turn it off now, dear listener. Um, and stop listening to the show. Stop listening to the show forever. <laughs> whore's pistolet. Oh, God. Um, okay, let me start here. They say we love our guns down south, and it's true they are part of the pageantry of our beloved Southland. Okay, that's... I'm already going to have to stop there. Southland? Who refers to it as our beloved Southland? He's, he might as well said that, uh, something about the kudzu that's slowly but surely strangling <laughs> our beloved Dixie. <laughs> Oh my God! He's not off to a good start, I have to say. He's talking so, like Gilbert song, Dautry. Songwriters should—it should be illegal for them to write articles. I agree, one thousand percent. I one thousand percent agree. It should be illegal because you see why in this article. Because he's kind of trying to make it lyrical, like a song, like that first yeah. line. They say we love our guns down south, and it's true they are part of the pageantry of our beloved Southland. In tune with the equally nostalgic heartstrings we pull for mother, God, freedom, and country. Mother? 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 God? <laughs> um, country music plays a central role in forming the South's gun mythology. From songs Boss. like... <laughs> <Boss>. <laughs> Ideology. Ideology. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Like, I'm you gotta sure. call it out where you see it. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm pretty sure there that existed before <laughs> country music. Yeah, um, it's called "We Were a Colonized Country That uh, Colonized <laughs> It Using Brute Force and right. brute, and Just Like Murder." Exactly. <laughs> um, from songs like "Big Iron" to "A Country Boy Can Survive," seven nights a week in Nashville, 
You can hear any number of country upstarts remind the tourists in the honky-tonk bars on Lower Broad that Johnny Cash shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. <laughs> See, I'm glad that he included the last part in quotes because I forgot what that song was about. And knowing, <laughs> you know, a real deep cut from, from old Johnny's fucking catalog. I do, I do love this. I mean, you are exactly right. This is why songwriters cannot write, uh, cannot write op-eds or essays or anything. Because what you have just done in this paragraph is you have said that the entire gun mythology of the South is because Johnny Cash wrote a song that he openly admitted to after the fact was literally just storytelling that did not happen to him about shooting a man in Reno to watch him die. (laughs) Which is such a preposterous idea that like we get gun shootings because Johnny Cash sat down with his pen. Yeah. I like to think that this guy thinks that all songs are true. <laughs> that really happened. Damn, that's crazy. Damn, that's crazy. That really happened. Um, but all the parents in Nashville, including me, know what they were doing shortly after 10 a.m. on Monday, March 27th. When shots rang out outside <clears throat> or inside Nashville's Covenant School and three adults and three children were murdered, Tragedy exposed the deep hypocrisy of a musical genre. Okay, that's not at all what I was thinking. That was that my first be- thought when I heard the news. I was like, listen, <laughs> these guys down in Nashville got a lot to answer for. That's, yeah, that's not my first thought. It, no. That the tragedy exposed the deep hypocrisy of a musical genre at once so beholden to Christian That is, the, these people are so self-obsessed, man. Nashville, oh my God. Yeah, Sorry. these are performers. They are doing an act. It just, it, oh, God. It's just like, these are gay libs, too. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, uh, okay, listeners, I just want, I don't know if we made this clear. I am a trans woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> I am a gay trans woman who is getting married in literally one month. Yeah, so mazel tov. Woo! Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Anyways, um, let's let's fucking keep hurting ourselves by reading. <laughs> <laughs> the the 377 school shooting since Columbine happened on a Christian campus in Nashville, and as a musician, writer, and historian, huh? Historian? I, historian? I'm gonna need to see what's your what are your major works? Yeah, but you yeah. can like a part of the e crisis is really you could just say whatever and you're that. You're you're that. Yeah. Uh, you can't just say stuff. You can't just say things. <laughs> this is why you, they fired all the fact checkers, and yeah. this is what happens. You mm-hmm. get some, you get some dunce writing into the New York Times, calling himself a historian. <laughs> Me and Eugene Genovese, some of the biggest hard-hitting historians of of our time. Yes, um, <laughs> I now believe that country music has a unique opportunity to shepherd conservative Southerners a demographic essential to the passage of any meaningful legislation, to the table to negotiate gun reform. My band, Old Crow Medicine Show, which first struck up... Oh, my band, by the way. (laughs) My my band. In case you you didn't know who I was. um, Has always played a fringe role on the country scene. Wait, what? My band has always played a fringe role on the country scene? Like, dude, don't admit to that. You have... One of the biggest songs of all time. <laughs> you said, yeah, you just, and also, you just said you're a historian. You could just lie and say you're not on the fringe. <laughs> you <okay>. have <laughs> one of the biggest songs of all time. Um, though we lean left politically, our signature song, Wagon Wheel, Big has become. fucking true. <laughs> 
yeah. Has become a mainstream anthem for audiences that consistently lean right. When I hear it blasting from a pickup truck, <clears throat> I often spy an NRA sticker on the bumper. In my wagon wheels about fucking. What do you want? It's I not like- a political <laughs> message. It's about getting your rock. It's about rolling in the hay. It's truly. And I love the image of him sitting in traffic. And he is cursed. So, like, when I hear the song... Let's get this out of the way. This man does not drive. (laughs) (laughs) You you think someone drives him or he rides in, like, a horse and buggy type situation? Yeah, it's got to be, like, a little... I was going to say the the former, but now I know it's the latter. (laughs) Yeah. I see see one of those fucking things around all the time. It must be him. Um... (laughs) I, I do like that image, though, that, like, when I hear Wagon Wheel, it's pretty annoying, right? It's like, I don't want to be hearing this. This sucks. But imagine you're the guy that wrote it. Like, you're fucking cursed to live a life the whole rest of your life. Hearing the song... The difference is, is you don't get a big fat check every month. <laughs> That's true. Also, That's true. let it be clear, this is a cover. Yeah, Wagon it was, yeah, is, right. is a it was, Bob Dylan It's cover. a Bob Dylan song. Right. I think yeah, that yeah, they yeah. added enough of their own lyrics to, like, they get partial songwriting credit or something. But they do I get a th- something like that. And then, what was it, Darius Rucker did a version of it? He did. I'm pretty sure. Okay, first of all, Darius Rucker version, far superior. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna plant that flag right now. I think I'd agree. <laughs> I think I, I, but at the same time, it's like, it's so hard <laughs> It's hard to rank them all. It's yeah. like it's like ranking bottom feeders. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. man, which one of the hagfish is is, is the <laughs> it's best? hotter? Yeah, it's the best. <laughs> um, in my experience, country stars tend towards centrism. The right wing groups we most often encountered are not our bandmates, but our audiences. Um, damn, he's given an industry secret here. Do you think damn. the audiences would change their minds if they knew this? Wow. What, who's that guy, Morgan Wallen? He uh, he, be, he don't he, he doesn't believe the same things we do. I could confidently say. Yeah, that. I was gonna say he seems pretty right wing. But um, what also, is, yeah, they're centrists because they're libs. Because they're they're like theater kids who never got to who did who succeeded. Like, oh, let's be honest. Th- there was a there was a photo this week of Joe Manchin and Brad Paisley. Uh, with uh, Vladimir Zelensky in between them, and Zelensky's holding the West Virginia cap, and he looks like he's just been sh- drafted in like the second round. It's like they're all like looking thrilled with. Him. <laughs> yeah, it's like they like they it's thrilled he signed to West Virginia to play free safety or something. Yeah. Well, that was that was in addition to another four billion fucking dollars. <laughs> yeah. That, that we wrote a blank check for. Yeah. But, uh, just a side tangent, Joe Manchin actually had a tweet that said, in my lifetime, I've never seen the United States of America in a more just war. It's like, what? Wait. That's a very strange thing to say. Yeah, it's like, well, first of all, in, in his lifetime, in his <laughs> lifetime, so I have no idea how old this fuck is. That's true. But let's, I'll, be, I'll be generous to Mr. Manchin. It's the implication that we're in war. It's like, oh, I guess we're already yeah, that there. that we're a part of? Interesting. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to Ketch. His name is Ketch. Uh, what the sat? There's no way that's his real name, right? <clears throat> it's got to be his performer's name. All these guys, like like Pokey Lafarge, they all got names like Finch Butterbottom and things like that. <laughs> Sounds like some goddamn Huck Finn characters. Finch yeah. Butterbottom. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, this guy is like if Dewey Cox did like didn't stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Shout out to Walk Hard. Right. Dude, I <laughs> yeah. love that movie. That's a banger. Um what the South needs now is an anti-assault weapons movement an anti-assault weapons movement driven by voices from the center. You know, I've been saying this, but he now he's getting credit for it. It's fucked up. Yeah, um, I think honestly, okay, this is how I can compromise as a gun owner is uh now now you if you want a gun you have to like do the shinzo abe gun thing you have to do you have to and look it can be like it can be like a like Gundam, make your own like yeah like yeah. gunpla like you could you can go to a michael's and get like a really complex one that you have to use a lot of glue and 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 glitter on but I that's agree. the way that you get a gun you have to want it bad enough yeah i i 1000 yeah. percent agree yeah, that's true. You have to you have to build it. <laughs> yeah, you got to build it like a Gundam. It's fine. <laughs> and if you use it against someone in power, there are no consequences. Yeah, there you, you won. Yeah, you won. You yeah. get you won. You get you get their position. You get their badge. <laughs> there you go. If you steal the cop's gun, you're the cop now. You're the cop now. <laughs> um. We need uh, driven by voices from the center and by country singers who are tired of bending to the whims of fear mongers and who are ready to speak from their platforms to an impressionable audience. Dude, that would fucking rule. I would love that. I would love it if a fucking country singer got up and did an anti-gun tirade holding a Bud Light on stage at a country show. Could you imagine? It, like, it would be hilarious. But with the same energy and vigor that Kid Rock shot the Bud Light with. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, listen, I, I'm i going to keep fucking playing and drinking this goddamn gay beer. And he's just like, I, so I, unapologetic about it. I want him in like the classic, like, uh, Grand Ole Opry, like, really big, like, <laughs> like leather and stars yeah. and glitter and tassels. I want, him suit. Full I want him full done up in drag makeup. And he's like, I'm fucking born this way. And then he <laughs> Just shotguns a Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Travis Tritt in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yes. Um, conservative musicians are always vocal when it comes to the culture wars, but stars with moderate views tend not to weigh in publicly. The motive is genuine. We don't want to offend anyone, but in times as dire as these, silence is complicity. It's time for country music makers to use their platforms to speak candidly to their conservative audiences. Who told him silence is complicity? Who allowed? Why was? So, why did somebody do that to us and teach him that phrase? Well, it's it's interesting that like guns are the things that he la is the thing that he latches onto that he can lay at the feet of the country music industry. It's like what yeah. what country singer now? I don't know. I don't listen to a ton of like brand new country, but what country music I do listen to? It's all like. Sitting on my tailgate with a red light. Just like stuff like that. They're just like kind of rapping and rocking and talking about kissing each other and drinking beer. It's like, does it really? Is that about yeah, like. They're all fucking and sucking down on Broadway. <laughs> they're fucking and sucking, is what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, they're fucking and sucking. Yeah. It's like, what? What is it? What, you're going to take a. You're going to pick a bone with Johnny Cash, who's not even here? It's like, what are you he's talking about? He's not even about? alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What did you all see the video of what the girl that's like the cunt, the white country rapper that was making? No. She's got a song called I think it's just called Southern, and 
Oh my the, god, I did see this. You know, she's yeah. like pounding the beers and talking about the SEC. Oh, <laughs> dude, yes, I did too. Yeah. <clears throat> like what? Yeah. What? Why can't we? Why can't we write an op-ed about that? Yeah. Was it Katie Knoll? We should write an op-ed yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About about yeah. how she's she's creating dangerous stereotypes for SEC fans. <laughs> that's true. Not not enough of those. Not enough of those. I'm going to be the guy that's that just really puts a nail in this nouveau southern thing and says the SEC has gone woke. <laughs> that's going to be. I don't you're know what with, angle I'm going to You're playing with fire right there. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I can't um, wait. I that will happen. That will happen within. I will say the next two years. Yeah, you're right. Football's you're gone right. woke. It went one thousand. I mean, it already has. They already say that because of like the Kaepernick thing, but college but, football uh, is. Like, It'll happen this year, and I'll tell you exactly why it's going to happen this year. Is because a lot of schools are letting them serve alcohol at the stadiums for the first time, and Bud Light will naturally be in that picture, and that's going to be the catalyst mm. for that push. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have our own like soccer stadium tragedies, like they have all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Just like people killed by a stampede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, this next paragraph, I get, I just want you guys. I just want you to know that, like, when I read this, I had to do a few double takes. It's like, I was like, what kind of a man are we dealing with here? What kind of a <laughs> what man manner is this? Of man? <laughs> what kind of man is this catch sucker? I need to know, because this, this threw me the fuck off. I don't know if it did for you too, Mina, but exactly one week after the shooting at Covenant School, the students of Episcopal School of Nashville a school I helped found eight years ago on the Judeo-Christian principles of peace, inclusivity, and love. That's a curveball. <laughs> That's a curveball. I didn't see yeah. that. I didn't see him founding yeah. a Christian school. I have to say, yeah. Judeo-Christian yeah. values. This is this is truly like a who <laughs> who's a supermodel, by the way. I need this ear medicine for my uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that, a classic drill tweet. Yeah. No. Why did he? First of all, yeah, he's just trying to flex that he has his own Episcopal school. And I looked this school up because I was like, I have to know more about this. It is, it, yeah, it is very much like a lib unit. I mean, it says it's Episcopal. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming it's fake. And I, <laughs> sorry. Well, the Episcopals if I, I, pride themselves on being a little more liberal, I guess. Like, I okay. think they, you know, okay. they let uh, the one gay bishop in like 10 years ago. And then they've just been proud of themselves since. <laughs> It just seems like a private. It's just like a private school for Episcopal people. <laughs> it's like I feel like the people you hear talking about Judeo-Christian values. It's like Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro. It's like all the right wingers. Like they love Judeo-Christian values. Shit. See, Very but weird. This is this is American brain. Like this is the American illness. Is uh -huh. like he, once again, I don't know who taught him the phrase Judeo-Christian Judeo -Christian values. <laughs> What did right. he, so he's used two like so he's used Judeo-Christian values and then what was the other one we said he just used? Oh, it was uh, silence uh, is complicity. Silence is complicity. Yes. Yeah, those are strange bedfellows, <laughs> and they're I don't know how they're partying well together here. This is this is centrism on steroids. It, it is. It, it is. is. What he's trying to do? He's trying to pull Jordan Peterson and the boys a little bit it, toward the center. Is what is. he's doing. He is, and there's a connection here. Last time we were in Nashville, last time we saw you, Mina, mm -hmm. we were in the same bar that Jordan Peterson lost his shit in and was crying in. Which one? Because they were playing writers. Uh, uh, 
per, was it his name of that song? <laughs> Oh, Riders Ghost Riders in the Sky. In the sky. Ghost yeah. Riders in the Sky. <laughs> What's the name of that yeah. bar? Yeah, it was at Tootsie's. That... Yeah. Tootsie's. Oh, wait. Tootsie's? Tootsie's? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it? It wasn't the one that you, it, you, me, and the Chapo boys went to, right? No, no, no not no, that no. one. Okay, then it was, it was just... Tootsie's. Does Jordan Peterson yeah. live in Nashville? Why I was... would not be surprised. I would not. With all of the fucking right wing like, people well, that Yeah, moved Matt here. Walsh does. Yeah, Matt Walsh, Ben Shapiro, Candace Owens. Judeo Christian values. Judeo I'm sure they values, fucking baby. probably send their kids to catch Sakura's school. Judeo Christian values. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, they're Episcopalians, so I don't. Oh well, yeah, you're, you're right. See, it's too it's too gay and lib for them. You're right. That is Episcopalian is a little more. Yeah. The, uh, a little. It, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, just for the fellows on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um. The street that runs past the Ryman Auditorium, the historic home of the Grand Ole Opry, was recently named Rep. John Lewis Way after the civil rights leader who was arrested for the first time while protesting in Nashville. Many architects of the civil rights movement, such as James Lawson and Diane Nash, were active in this city where the political climate made it more palatable than further places further south. What might have gotten you lynched in Alabama or firebombed in Mississippi felt somehow safer in Nashville. I mean, maybe that's true, but you just said at the front of this paragraph that John Lewis got arrested there. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I it, you know, I, I can't really knock him because he is a historian, so he must more know more than I do. Um, <laughs> but I don't think that's true. The only thing that I could say is that, like, if you work in the music business, like you like the music business is not really conservative. It's there to make money. And like most people who play music are fucking weird in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So can't confirm. Uh, yeah, can't confirm. Uh, and so, like if you want to talk about like Nashville always being sort of like a centrist or liberal enclave, like, okay, maybe, uh, but to what extent? And also I think that really discounts, uh, the shit that we deal with here right now, such as a, uh, somebody shooting up a school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. At least we forget. Um, and people like Matt Walsh living there. It's like, so people were lynched. It, whatever. I just, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's talking about uh, yeah Tennessee like it was just the the refuge from the storm. Yeah, yeah, much like the you know the shining city on the hill being a being a a dog whistle like Judeo Christian values. Yeah, he's definitely posing. He's definitely framing Nashville that way. Um, If conservative Christian gun enthusiasts need a call need a calling to lay down assault rifles after the tragedy at Covenant School. They need look no further than Isaiah 2, 3, 4, the scripture's peace crusader passage in which swords are beaten to plowshares and spears to pruning hooks. If they need a soundtrack, they need only crank up Johnny Cash's Sunday Morning Coming Down, written by Chris Christopherson, a sharpshooting veteran turned peace activist. In the okay, songs- okay, house, house, house. <laughs> that is the most songwriter verse in the scripture to point out. Like they love beating swords in the yeah plowshares. Plow yes, yes. So that's a that's a song. Like if they don't know anything about the else about the Bible, they know that one. Yeah, they do. We need we need the ones where it's like you're a man of blood if you don't if you don't pay your uh your your serfs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, James uh, five one three. Yeah, somebody I, looked that yeah, up. Yeah, somebody, that, somebody yeah, check my, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It's like that's the one. that's like. Uh, 
Yeah, you have fattened yourself for the day of the slaughter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we get leftist country music and Bible verses and shit in there. Totally. Yeah. Um, in the song, a spiritual journey during a Sabbath day hangover returns the singer to something that he'd lost somewhere, somehow, somewhere along the way. The country community has lost its way if it thinks owning an AR-15 is more important than a child's right to safely attend school. Um, again, uh, I just, once again, proving your point, Mina, this paragraph doesn't hold. The whole argument doesn't really hold because the last sentence is not connected to any actual evidence prior to it in the article. The country community has lost its way if it thinks owning an AR-15 is more important than a child's right to safely attend school. Does the country community really think that? I mean, you know what I mean? It's a weird... It's a weird... It never lost its way. It's from America. It's from America. Right, right. We've always believed these things. It's just like, who is that extended to? It's like, okay, well, you know, forget about the founding of this country and colonization. That didn't count. Right. Um, but now owning an AR-15, you know, that's that's just unforgivable. And it's because people listen to too much Luke Bryan, I think. That's right. That guy's trouble. I think I, think I wrote at one point uh, theses on Fuhrerbach <laughs> on the side, uh, which is a Marx piece. <laughs> Uh, basically ripping into people just being like you can't just tell people facts and expect them to change their mind you have to change their material conditions and this is like this is my new thesis on Fuhrerbach well you know Marx almost moved to Texas right I know and so like God. could you could you imagine that would have well, fucking what prompted tra- that exactly that would have transformed everything well I mean he, I think- he had he got like kicked out of a lot of different places. Like he got eventually his citizenship taken away from Germany. I'm pretty sure after 1848, and he was kicked out of Prussia, and then he he made his way to England. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there was a potential for him to move to Texas, which would have been such a cooler <laughs> timeline, <laughs> way cooler. It would have changed country music. Probably. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe August Willich would have actually, like, fucking lit his ass up. Because <laughs> August Willich, I'm pretty sure, like, threatened Marx for how conservative he was. <laughs> he considered Marx conservative, which is awesome. <laughs> was he the general in the in the Civil War? Was he, like, a yeah, Union general a, in the Civil War? Yeah, he was a Union Army general. Yeah. I think yeah, him and Marx almost got in a fight or something like a duel. He challenged, yeah, he challenged, he wanted to challenge him to a duel. Man, that's amazing. Awesome. Um, well, okay, so just wrapping up here, <clears throat> I won't read it all, but I just want to paint the picture for you. Um, at a vigil in front of City Hall, forty-eight hours after the shooter, uh, he goes on to talk about how Joe Biden or actually Joe Biden wasn't there. Jill Biden was there, my bad. Yeah, Dr. Joe Biden. Dr. Jill Biden, <laughs> Nashville's mayor, John Cooper. MD. Yeah, <laughs> Dr. Joe Biden, MD. And, uh, and they played um, harmonica, and he said that the cops who had AR-15s didn't focus on the harmonica, or he said his son was too focused on his harmonica to notice the guns. I don't know. It's just like, at this point, it fucking falls apart into like a cacophony of various images and stuff it's supposed to be lyrical i can't even fuck it i can't even hold on to any of it but i i will say as as say the course i have to know as somebody who used to work as a technical writer i 
the beginning sentence of this paragraph is 59 motherfucking words long. And it really, <laughs> it is, it's, oh God, I would send him are you, to hell if I could. Are you it talking is, about before, are you talking about? At a vigil in front oh, of shit. City Hall. You're right. It is you're a, right. It is a long fucking sentence. At a vigil is... in front of City Hall, just 48 hours after the shooter, who was being treated for an emotional disorder, arrived at Covenant School armed with three guns, including an AR-15 military-style rifle, all of them legal in Tennessee and purchased locally. I stood in front of a grieving audience alongside my own third grader, my son. <laughs> he could have busted it up into five sentences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man! I uh, I also really really appreciate that he was able to sneak in. Uh, who was being treated for emotional disorder? Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Ch- really chill and not at all. Uh, Slightly transphobic, all. right? Extremely. So. <laughs> it's like okay, now now I see what you're doing. Now I see what. It, let's say gun control for whom, sir? Right. For right. whom? Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. You fucking first. All right, right. <laughs> you first. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm sure. Ke- yeah, catch sick secor. Man, that fucking name is gonna haunt me at night. It's gonna keep. We're gonna me get awake yelled at, at because it's gonna be from another part of the world. And, <laughs> and you're right. I don't. Like I. Slovenian? I legitimately. Yeah, I. I legitimately don't know if it was Slovenian. That's fine. Um. <laughs> well, fuck. Fuck all of you. I'm Frenchman. You know, yeah. no, I I do not know who I do not know much about this man. I did read other articles because he was interviewed by Rolling Stone, which was nice because it wasn't him writing; it was just him talking. So yeah. he didn't get to be so insufferable. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I will say is uh, I will read a sentence from the from the Rolling Stone uh, article. Um, oh, please, yeah. Yes. Uh, So this is in, he's being asked the question, how are your kids doing? Do they understand? And towards the end of the paragraph, he says, "Um, well, uh, and this is a reality that leads me to ask this question. Is this Goma? Is this Bukavu? Are we in Crimea right now? No, man. Isn't this where the kids are supposed to feel the safest on earth? And I want to tell you enough. As somebody who concerns herself with international politics, I had no idea where the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> I don't Goma, either. What is Goma? Bukavu, I know where Crimea Bukavu. is. Normally, people pull out, this is in Afghanistan. Or right. This is he's, oh, yeah, you're right. He's going with some deep cuts. He was like... He's, he's talking about the motherfucking <laughs> Democratic Republic of the Congo. I don't know. <laughs> Why oh, does shit. he know what the Congo is? Oh well, because what? because Old Crow Medicine Show is the kind of music for like nineteen-year-old white girls who go to Africa and take photos with like you know like eighteen black children and put it in their profile pic. Uh, I think I, it's dumber than that. I think it's just in there. You know how like Steely Dan just sings about mixed drinks a lot. <laughs> These guys just sing about locations. <laughs> It's true. Not <laughs> tons it. <laughs> yeah, I've been everywhere, man. I've been to yeah. Bukavu. I've yeah. been to Goma. I've been to Crimea. <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah, usually it's like, what is this Pakistan? It's like, no, he's going. He's reaching. I I tried so hard. My Google skills were really tested to the limits to figure out 
why the hell did he like play is this like his pet like issue i have literally no idea if somebody can explain this to me at some point <laughs> why this man knows what these are i would deeply appreciate it sound <laughs> off in the comments <laughs> um so, all right, let me just hold, let me just finish it all up here. Well, my son and I were led to the microphone. I found it difficult to hold back tears as I sang the country music hymn, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? It's a song that's common at funeral processions. It's lyrics full of references to heaven and loved ones long missed. As I sang alongside my own third grader, one just as purely innocent as the ones whose lives were snuffed out earlier this week. Okay, snuffed out okay, is like is a really great. Right that in a little bit, man. <laughs> snuffed <All right>. out. <laughs> Jesus. Hell yes. <laughs> He's not pulling any punches. A, th- a powerful thought came over me. What if Nashville could be the last stop on this terrible runway train of school violence, the place where the cycle could finally be broken? Catch Secor is a Nashville resident and founding member of Old Corp Medicine Show, which won a Grammy for Best Folk Album in 2015. That's folk, I, After that last sentence, I just wrote the words no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, yeah, wait, was the... Is this the is this the rule? Uh, oh, no, it didn't end in a question. Otherwise, it would be just be no. <laughs> but... Uh, oh, like, the headline? Yeah, the headline. Yeah, wall. can country music lead America out of its obsession with the guns? No. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Uh, what you have to look at you have to look at mass media. What is the most popular genre of music? That's right, 100 gex. We need 100 gex to be anti To lead us out of Yes, you're 100% yes. right. That's the only I, way we're getting out of this. I do find it very It's on 100 it's all on 100 gex now. Yes. It's yeah, and that's on 100 gex. Um <laughs> Um, but I really find it interesting that he did bring up the police carrying AR-15s when most of the time the rhetoric and the, like, the stuff around this seems to be talking about, like, like individual private citizens and not police owning, uh, military-style weapons, uh-huh. which, again, love that phrase. That's another phrase that, that we didn't remark upon, but military-style military style style weapons, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need to get me some of those. Some military style weapons. Yeah, not not guns, but like tanks and mortar. You know Just what I mean? Just the knife yeah. part of the bayonet. Knife part yeah. of the bayonet. Yeah. Yeah, you you and your listeners can go to govdeals.gov <laughs> and find get discounts. Yeah, surplus. Find, yeah, you can make like a you can make like a technical and. <laughs> You can you can put your military style weapons on the back of a pickup truck. Totally, that would be so tight, dude. If you just <laughs> you know, coma, just this is yeah. um this, this is Mad Max reality. That's that's coming down south. At yeah. the bottom of this article, <clears throat> there are a few other po- uh, articles I collected. Articles. Let's go. Like let's read articles for the next ten hours. Um, <laughs> apparently, this is an entry in a common type of article at the New York Times because Roseanne Cash has an op-ed from 2017. Roseanne Cash, country music's musicians stand up to the NRA. And then there's another op-ed. Country music will talk about the hurt, but not the politics. Country Music Association tells journalists not to talk about guns, politics, or Las Vegas. I guess that was after the Stephen Patrick. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I thought, 
Yeah. I didn't fetch it. I was like, what? Yeah. The, the New York Times is not in the business of opening people's third eye anymore, so they're not <laughs> right. allowed to talk about shit like that. Right, right. Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's unfortunate. No more no more Pentagon papers or whatever. Now we get to just, you know, see like the most weepy fucking country music artists like be like, Can't we just not have guns anymore? It's like, no, we live in the bad country, asshole. Well we're, we're like we're like the prequel to Mad Max. Like, it to, is getting there. <laughs> also, it's like, guns, the big, I mean, I think that you might have a better chance railing against pickup trucks. Rail against dually pickup trucks that have, like, a fucking five-foot lift kit on them, 35-inch wheels or whatever. That's the <laughs> shit you should rail against. Because, here's the thing. The common man doesn't drive those kind of types of pickups. The common man hey. drives the type of pickup that Tom used to have, an S10, a Chevy S10. A Ford, a Ford Ranger missing the tailgate. <laughs> That's right. That's right. See, I think you've stumbled upon a new form of sewer socialism. Yeah. It's just like no more no more blindingly bright headlights, no more jacked yes. up pickup trucks. You have okay. to have a muffler. Yes. Just I... like basic fucking bullshit that everyone complains about this One, is ba- we're going back yes. to sewer socialism baby 1000 percent agree i fucking the headlights they're killing me i'm i'm yeah. fucking done with it man yeah done with about, it. about to have a road Same. rage incident uh i think that's i think that's about it for the day yeah, yeah sure why not as soon as it as soon as shit was popping off in tennessee i was like well who do i who do i have that's friend i'm friends with yeah. in tennessee yeah, I was about um, to say a slur, but <laughs> I I feel like I, I feel like I should not uh, drop the f bomb here. Um, um, I I don't know if that seal's been broken, but uh, I don't, uh, I'm sure it's been broken. I'm sure. Okay. It's been broken. Yeah. What type of fag do I know in Tennessee? <laughs> okay, that was yeah, my no, exact I'll, thought. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, what type of tranny do I know in Tennessee? This is my exact <laughs> thought. Yeah, yeah. This is the second one. <laughs> Yeah, I don't um, know, man. It's rough. They are, they, especially, so to, you know, I just uh, referenced it, but it, there has been a lot of rhetoric around, like, well, we can take people's guns away, but it's a specific type of person with, as I will quote from our, our good man, Catch, who was being treated for an emotional disorder. Right. Uh, a certain type of emotional disorder. Because you see people like Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro and, and all of these people, like, twisting themselves into, like, fun different poses to be like, well, how can we, like how can we connect this to trans rights because this is what's getting like the most shit right now and this is our issue is now we can be like okay we'll compromise with you libs there we go we'll just take it away from people uh from a minority population well it's and it's exactly like tom pointed out they did the exact same well not the exact same thing but it was in that wheelhouse with the shooter in louisville about pronouns and shit yeah yeah i mean they're going to take every single like crumb that they can get to connect it to any type of uh like queer identity even if it's just some like you know cisgender guy who you know lost his marbles and decided to go shoot up a bank right yeah yeah um well but uh mina thank you so much for coming on the show this week yeah thanks man always a pleasure Always but, yeah. a pleasure, boys. Have me on whenever you want. I'm such a I'm such a slut for attention. We we would love to. <laughs> and we love coming down to Nashville. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm so glad that I was able to bully my way into being to like knowing you too. <laughs> my, fa- my favorite line, my favorite thing Mina ever says, like we played those Nashville shows back to back, and you came up to me and said, "You guys, uh, you guys, hard up for money? Or what's going on?" <laughs> I was teasing. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to plug before we leave? Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, like I have a, I don't have like a. I guess I technically kind of have a business. Um, so I make t-shirts sometimes. Yeah, so I sell those. Uh, they're on third eye, thirdiywide.us. Um, I also have Twitter that's mostly like what I do online. Uh, so you can follow me at Screwball Detector. Um, S-C-R-E-W-D-E-T-C-T-R? Yeah, it's just a butchering of that. And same thing for instagram i've mostly just been making books lately uh, i saw that doing... that's pretty tight thank you yes i uh i take uh out of print books and then put them back into print uh which is super fun so i made a copy of black bolshevik by harry haywood um i i will tease it now even like this project has been pretty uh long coming so uh, I made a copy of Layla Khaled's autobiography. If you don't know who Layla Khaled is, listener, she is uh, uh, the first woman to ever hijack an airplane. Uh, she was a part of the. She is a part of the uh, Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine. I'm Breaking barriers. Like she, yeah. she should be fin- a- featured in that Hillary Clinton like women <laughs> documentary. Yeah, a I'm a, well, barrier. here's the thing. I'm a big fan of her work, so mm. <laughs> uh, she has an autobiography, um, and uh, a friend of mine and I will be producing those with the permission of the ghostwriter. I will put that out there. We reached out to him. It's a book that I believe is still technically banned in the U.S., mm. um, so there will soon be physical copies of Folks to Buy, and all of the proceeds will go to um helping palestinian families both here in nashville because there are a lot of palestinian people here as well as uh in palestine proper so lots of uh exciting things and also if you just want me to make a book for you you can just dm me my dms are always open uh i made a copy of mind fuckers which is about acid fascism um so uh acid fascism in terms of like the cia and the dispersal of acid across the country yes so yeah, a lot of cool Jolly shit. West shit. Oh, yeah. And this book has been out of print for forever. So I make new covers. I design them myself, bind them myself, and uh, make them all nice and fancy. So Hell if you yeah. want a book, if you want to hit me up, um, or whatever, follow me. In, yeah. I also am an organizer here in Middle Tennessee. I live in Nashville. Uh, enjoy Middle Tennessee DSA. Uh, we're growing every day. And we have... Uh, we're currently doing a lot of stuff i lead the uh foundations political education program that we have where we read basic texts from uh the marxist and socialist tradition um so jump on it's a it is a six month long process we have weekdays and weekend uh offerings for every single reading awesome well go check out mina's work and you can check out our work at patreon www.patreon.com slash trailbillyworkersparty you can sign up for $5 a month over at that website so please go support all of us we all need your help right now 
I gotta we pay can't... for a wedding, fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me yeah. about to get married, and yeah. and me and Tom have to save country music from guns or, yeah, or the so opposite. We, I don't know. We all got our own callings, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, support us, please. Thank you Hit for me listening. Up if y'all figure out how to liberate country music. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Let's not come up with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see y'all next time. Adios. Later.